Switched on on F104 and in research carried out by CORE, one in three people in Ireland say not having enough time is a major factor when it comes to maintaining friendships. We're now joined by Finian Murphy of CORE. Hello. Hi Louise, thanks for having us on. Thank you for chatting to me. So tell me, what was, I suppose, the goal of carrying out this research in the first place? Well, I think we've all experienced um, a difficult few years, particularly when we were being told to stay apart away from each other. So we wanted to look at, um, with everything now back to the way things could be, what socialising was like. And we often think about romantic relationships, but in fact, friendships and relationships in general are a really important part of who we are and how we see the world. So that's why we went about looking at the role of relationships in our lives. Yeah, and as you say, like we had kind of a switch in that where it was kind of going, you can see people, but only a few people and only at a certain time and only for a certain amount of time. So, you know, we've all kind of, I suppose, made that transition back or maybe some have made it even slower back, you know, whichever way it has been easier for people. But yeah, 58% of people consider friendship more important than a relationship. Yeah, exactly. And in fact, this was like replicated across many other academic studies as well, that, Mm. you know, the happiest and the healthiest people... um, you know, when, when we when we track people over their life are those that actually have real authentic relationships. So, you know, when times are tough, we can turn to somebody and look for support, but equally enjoy the highs of life as well. Um, I think, as you mentioned up front, with one in three people feeling they don't have enough time to maintain relationships um, because we potentially are back busy and stuck in traffic or mm-hmm. trying to get somewhere, you know, things have become more difficult, I suppose, or at least as the perception that people have about spending that time together. And when we ask people as well about their social network, on average, most people would say they have about five close friends and they would be the ones that we, they would spend, um, you know, over 60 hours a month with. Um, and that, that's a really important factor in, in nurturing that relationship, physically spending time together um, in, in order to share those experiences. And this is the thing, and I suppose another part of it that I I quite liked was that these five friends tend to be ones that you've made when you were younger, so ones that perhaps you came across in school. Yeah, I mean, it's always interesting when, you know, you're you're forced into, it's proximity kind of brings you together. Um, But then that opens up the question for, you know, we also look at how people form relationships in the workplace and in college. And as so much of our world is, is going online, Yes, people are back in the workplace, but we also know that there's there's a lot of people, you know, coming in maybe a few days a week. Those opportunities to actually connect and meet new people and, and start those relationships, they're changing. So I suppose the, the next question that we'll start thinking about now is where do people get together? Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, the role of different spaces to, to begin those connections. And what does this survey or this research say about us as a society? Like, are we being, are we good at this kind of interaction? Yeah, I mean, the really positive thing, in, in a way, and, and maybe it's trying to convince ourselves, but nine out of ten of us are actually content with the relationships we have. And mm-hmm. um, within that, then half of us are actually um, wanting to meet new people. So, I mean, I think that's a really good sign, regardless of age. You know, there's a huge amount of people that do want to create those new relationships um, in order to have those those new experiences. So it is positive in terms of our intent, 
But, you know, there's a lot of people as well, 61% saying that sometimes they feel lonely. Um, and as you mentioned as well, that, that's the aspect of not, not having enough time, uh, particularly for, for, young, or for, for men between 18 and 44, mm. um, are more likely to say they don't have enough time to maintain friendships. Um, and again, that might be a perception thing, um, but it's probably something that needs to be thought of in the sense that later on in life, friendships and relationships are really important to, to staying healthy and happy. Absolutely. And the fact that we need to maybe get better as a society at juggling life and work balance, because obviously it changed dramatically when we were all kind of working from home or whatever equivalent you were doing. And then, you know, now that we're back, as you say, doing everything, trying to do everything, everyone seems very busy at the moment, you know, trying to fit all those things in that you were doing all the walks that you were doing, the online class, like all these things that brought you into communities and brought you around people like that. We've kind of not necessarily maybe lost, but we've just kind of lessened. On. Yeah, and I think as as you asked about like Irish society and culture, like, we have a tendency to think that we're really good at having, and we are good at having crack and being mm-hmm. in the pub. Um, but even that culture is changing as well. You know, people are um, enjoying you know walks or swims at the weekend rather than necessarily you know staying all night in the pub. And those therefore being different types of friendships and relationships. You know. Um, sober, more, more, more probably considered, I suppose, um, in terms of that time that you're spending. Um, so, it, it, in that way as well, it's it's a really positive aspect. Mm-hmm. But it that does involve that intention, and so um, that's one that that's really worth watching as as people figure out who and how and why they want to spend time with people. Yeah, it is a very interesting and it kind of makes you kind of think about yourself as well. It's like, when I leave this person, do I feel good or not so good? <laughs> right. You know, uh, we had stuff. those, you know, yeah. and we were forced to have those, those those thoughts just because so many people were alone. I mean, yeah. what's, what's also, you know, notable over uh, other research we've been looking at is, um, you know, three quarters of us or, you know, nearly 80% of us say, I want to go back out, I want to socialise, I want to do the face-to-face thing. There was always, always an expectation that maybe we wouldn't be ready again. Um, but there's also the same amount of people saying, actually, I also like to have, you know, to create time by myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, there's always an assumption, I think, that we put on ourselves that everyone else is out socialising. Um, when in fact, stepping away and maybe having that more quiet time um, is as energising for, for those socialising moments later on, you know. Absolutely. And where will this research go? Will it go on to help with other research? Yeah, I mean, a big aspect of this is how, you know, our, our relationships influence our decision making. So, um, you know, whether it's having a healthy lifestyle, whether it's going on holiday, choosing where to travel, um, this this helps us inform that, that aspect of how friends can can influence those decisions, um, and particularly when we're having more conversations about those who we follow online, you know, social media content, and then the, the bad side of that around, you know, misinformation uh, around trust or 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 not. Um, it's again lovely and positive to see that people turn to those kind of four or five mm-hmm. people in their life. And um, and again, that's really important as we as we share ideas and information within society. Absolutely, and I definitely feel like those people hold a huge um, shift in in decisions and in how you might make that decision. And 
I suppose helping or not helping it depending on what you're trying to decide on I do feel that people like that because you're always going like if you're not unsure yourself you're going to you know ask the person next to you yeah you might not like to hear what they're saying but you know it's 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 healthy to have that that perspective um as well and it's particularly when we we tend to follow um you know in digital spaces Mm -hmm. those that we would agree with anyway so, you know, it's no bad thing having somebody to counter your, your point of view as well. Absolutely. I actually quite, kind of enjoy it, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> Finian Murphy of CORE, thank you very much for chatting to us. Thank you, Louise.